Man, you guys can have a seat. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you. Um, this is, I guess, our uh, kind of our Christmas service here at Mercy Hill. Typically, uh, kind of a traditional Christmas service is that there are little kids dressed up as angels and sheep, and everybody thinks it's cute, right? Okay. Uh, nobody would think it was cute if I dressed up as a sheep, though, um, or as an angel or anything. Uh, me in any costume is, is, is terrifying. Um, so it's not your traditional Christmas service uh, in that sense. And like Conrad had mentioned at the beginning, we are just going to do something a little bit different today. Um, and here's why. is because, you know, this time of year, we hope that it's a time for getting together with friends and with family, and for celebrating, and there is a lot to celebrate. I mean, I love this time of year. Uh, my family, about half of them, I think Jordan and Finn are on board with me. The other half are annoyed by it at this point, but, um, you know, I, I love this time of year, and um, again, we know it's all about Jesus, but I do love the you know, the snow and the food and some of the sentimentality that comes with it, although, you know, there's a lot of commercialization, I guess, of Christmas and all that, and I know we need to be on guard against that, but, um, but in our house, you know, for the last couple of weeks, it's been like, whenever we have a free evening, and we don't have many, but I'm like, anything going on tonight? Anything? Nope. We're watching Elf. And, uh, you know, I like, I, I love it, you know, so I'm all into, you know, the Christmas, uh, this time of year and doing all that, but what we want to do this morning is, is I hope, just take some of that, and listen, not just the sentimental side of it, but, just, but the family and the relationship and all that I think Christmas can be, and we just want to kind of um, do that together this morning, um, and so that's why I've got some chairs up here. In a few minutes, I'm going to invite uh, some people up that are, part, are a part of different small churches um, here at Mercy Hill, and we're going to talk a little bit about how that has impacted us. But the reason why, here's, here's the one big point, the one big idea that I just want to share with you this morning, is that it is the nature of good news to create community. It is the nature of good news to create community. And we believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he came to die on behalf of his enemies, sinners like us, but that he didn't stay dead and that he rose again on the third day, literally, in a little place called Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago, um, in real time, space, history, that he came and did that and now offers forgiveness to everyone that we can be reconciled to Almighty God, that we can have a relationship to Almighty God. We believe that there is no gooder good news than that. There is no better good news than that. All of you English majors just cringed when I said gooder, but... Um, but the, like it, guys, it doesn't get any, any, any better than that. Uh, but that good news by nature, if you just think about it, it does tend to create community. A few years ago, I was at a Cleveland's, Cleveland Browns game uh, on a Monday night. It was Monday night football in prime time. And get this, listen, listen. They actually won. Shocking, I know, right? They actually won this game. And uh, for some reason, I remember we, that we were playing the New York Giants because, and it was back when the Giants were decent as well, so it was like everybody was shocked that we, were, that we won this game. And listen, that was just the little bit of good news in that specific context. And you know what it did? I, I, like, I, was, 
I lost my mind a little bit. I was like high-fiving and chest-bumping people. I had no idea who they were. I had no idea who they were. But the good news of the Browns win, it created this instant, this instant community. Yesterday morning, kind of a, another weird example, is I went to Walmart early in the morning. We go, I've got four boys, we go through about a gallon of milk a day. Um, I'd buy a cow if I knew how to milk it, but I, I don't. So anyway... But we go through about a gallon of milk a day, woke up yesterday morning early and uh, didn't have any milk, so I run to Walmart to get some milk and some eggnog, just because it was out and it was by the milk and, you know, I love eggnog. Anyway, so I get my milk and my eggnog and I go and I check out through the self-checkout and I go to leave the door and there's like a Walmart worker there standing there like this, like guarding the door and he's not letting anybody leave. And um, for about five to seven minutes, I was locked in Walmart. They were having, I'm not kidding, like it was, it was weird, I know. Um, who wants to be locked in Walmart? No thank you, please. Um, but uh, they were having some sort of issue with their security system or something like that. And so he was guarding the door and he was, you know, not letting people leave. And like this little crowd began to gather and I was like, what is going to happen here? Like I felt like there was going to be like a mob mentality where we just rush in. But, but thankfully everybody was kind of in the Christmas spirit and so we were all just kind of standing around talking and stuff. Um, and then the good news came. The good news that they got their security thing figured out and the good news was that we could all leave Walmart. Uh, and so, and literally when we did that, like we literally, like I shook the guy's hand next to me, didn't really know who he was, but like, yeah, we get, to, we get to go home. That was the good news in that little context that we got, that we got to leave Walmart. Good news by nature creates community. If you've ever found a diet that works or you know somebody that's found a diet that works, there becomes this little community around whatever that diet is. If CrossFit has worked for you or you know somebody that does CrossFit, you know, they're all into their CrossFitting, you know, in their little club or whatever because they found help there, because they found good news there, there becomes community that is built around that. Are you following me? But guys, the good news that we have there's no good news like we have. The good news, again, that Jesus Christ came, and guys, he, he came to create a community of, of the local church that, man, we, we are to love each other, and it's not just a temporary chest bump or, 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 or handshake or, or, or fist bump like when the Browns win a game or like when you get, you know, released from Walmart after, you know, being held captive there, you know, uh, like the community, because the nature of our good news is eternal and that lasts forever, our good news by nature has the ability and the potential to create community that lasts forever. And here's what I want for you and here's what I believe God wants for us and, and what I'd like to look at a little bit in his word this morning before I call people up and really we see this all throughout the Christmas story is that guys, God wants this type of eternal community for you. He wants each and every single one of us to be involved with a group of people that are not just uni united around, you know, you know, being a Browns fan, uh, you know, or being a CrossFitter or having found the perfect diet or whatever, but he wants us to be united forever, having our hearts knit together in love, as it says in the New Testament, um, around what he has done for us. And so, just very briefly, I just want to share with you a, a little bit of the Christmas story. I'm not going to take time to read it all, but if you remember just the way that the gospel comes um, in the Christmas story is that first of all, you know, this angel appears to Mary. And Mary, you know, is kind of freaked out by this whole thing, but then the angel says to her that he, she's favored. 
he has good news for her. And the first thing that uh, she does when she finds out that she's going to be carrying the Savior of the world is that she goes and she runs to her cousin, Elizabeth, who was much older than her, but who was also having a baby, John, John the Baptist. And they come together, and they unite. And again, the good news created community to the shepherds out on the hillside, you know, tending their flocks, you know, by night. The angels come, and man, we have good news of great joy that will be for all people. What's the first thing they do? They run, and they find this little baby Jesus lying in a manger, and there, all of a sudden, these shepherds that didn't know Mary and Joseph, didn't know the little baby Jesus, and all, like, boom, there's instant community. The wise men, you know, probably from, you know, the Far East, China or India or somewhere like that, they see the star, and they come, and they worship, and it creates community. You have um, this older gentleman in the, in the temple uh, named Simeon, you know, who when eight days after Jesus is born, they come in to, to purify him in the temple, and um, he takes the little baby up in his arms, and he rejoices, and him and Mary and Joseph, it creates community, and Anna, this prophetess, you know, who speaks these lovely things and prophesies over, um, over Christ and over his life and all that, all that he's going he's gonna to do, she's there with Mary and Joseph and Simeon, and it, and it creates community. And guys, I want us as a church to be built around not the fact that we meet in a theater that looks like a barn with hay bales and, oh, the chickens aren't out this morning. Oh, there's a chicken. Oh, he's up in the Christmas tree. That's funny. Um, or not, like, like we're not built around a building or we're not built around, we're not unified around, our community is not based around the fact that, you know, we meet in this building and don't have our own building. You know, we're not built around just me or a, per, a certain personality. We're, we're not built around anything peripheral. We need to have our community built around what Jesus Christ has done for us. And we have to be intentional about it. And if we do that, if we do that, I believe that there's potential for relationships that are deeper and richer and more satisfying and more God-glorifying than any other relationship that you could possibly have. And, uh, and so what I want to do this morning is, uh, we'll, I'll touch a little bit more on the word here as we go, but I just want to invite, if I've invited you to come up here, and if I've set a chair for you, you people know who you are, come on up right now. You told me you would listen when I told you that you had to do this, so, so come on up and take a seat. And what we're going to do this morning for the rest of you is I'm, I want to take some time and I'll introduce these guys in a second as they get up here. This is my seat. I get the end one. Everybody else. Yeah, no, just go wherever. We'll go around and do introductions here in just a sec. Come on, go on. I'll sit in mine. That way I'll get out of the way. Have a seat. Is there one more? Hopefully I counted right. It's like musical chairs, one person's left standing. Um, that'd be awkward. Uh, but what I want to do, guys, is I, th these are all people that have been, um, you know, this is going to be in the way too much, sorry. Um, but these are all folks that have been pretty faithful just in coming and being involved in small church, some longer than others, some, I think, almost from the beginning, from when we started Mercy Hill. Others more recently. For those of you that don't know uh, what I'm talking about when I talk about small church, small church 
Um, you might be more familiar with just the term small group. Uh, we call it small church because we don't just believe that this is church on Sunday morning. First of all, we, we are the church, the people. Um, uh, but the ecclesia is in the New Testament is the Greek word that's used for church most often. It's the called out ones, but it's also used in a general sense just in the term of assembly. And so we call this big church the big assembly and small church the small gathering, the, the small assembly. And, um, and it's all church. When we, when we come together um, uh, with intentionality uh, to, to love each other and to be gathered around the gospel, I believe that the Holy Spirit does, shows up and does something uh, thanks, Conrad. That's probably best. Um, uh, but the Holy Spirit shows up and does something um, that's different than when we're just when we're just by ourselves. Although God is always with us, and the good news is always the good news, and we can claim it for ourselves personally. Really quickly, where's the mic at? Pass it down to Matt. Just real quick, say your name and whose small church you're in. Uh, my name is Matt Miller, and uh, we attend uh, Conrad and Bobby's small church. I'm Tracy Herb. We attend um, Conrad and Bobby's small church. I'm Tanya Yoder. Um, we attend Matt Rowell's small church. I'm Joe Yoder, and I also attend Matt's church, small church. <laughs> I'm Ashley Mass, and I attend Eric and Hannah's small church. I'm Conrad Hirschberger, and I lead my small church. <laughs> he attends his own. Yeah, and I'm Matt Rowell, and uh, I attend Matt's church, small church. I'm Eric Sheely, and I attend Matt's church, or small group. I'm Sarah Sheely, and I attend Matt's small church. I'm Leanne Yoder, and I attend Eric and Hannah's small church. I'm Derek Yoder, and I attend Eric and Hannah's small church. Yeah, you can just keep the mic, because I got one. Um, but here's what I want to do, is I just wanted to take some time and uh, these guys have been prepped somewhat. They don't maybe fully know what's coming, but neither do I, so we'll just see how this goes here this morning. But I just wanted to have a conversation with these guys, but in front of you, um, just about how small church has been impactful to each one of them. Um, I know, again, Ashley and Derek and Leanne are kind of here from our small church. We have several others in our small church, but I've gotten to know all of these guys over the last couple years as they've been coming. And their lives are very much uh, precious to me and valuable to me. I'm trying to think outside of Tracy and Conrad and Matt just a little bit by association um, or as an, on an acquaintance level, I guess you would say. Like five years ago, I didn't know any of you guys, which is incredible to me. Um, and that you know, that I count you guys as dear friends now, but it's been because of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives and that we've come together and kind of rallied around his grace, you know, within a local church. But what I want to do is, guys, here's the question, okay? I just want to go around, and you got the mic now, so we got to start with you. Sorry, buddy, that worked backwards. We thought it was going to be Matt, but then we did the introduction thing. Um, and I, the question is just simply, how has small church impacted you or been helpful to you um, in some way. Just share a little bit about that. Derek, you can start and then just pass it on down the line. Okay. Um, I guess some, like, something that small group has like, really done for me is just encouragement with everyday life. Like, the, the group that gets together, like, we meet almost not quite every, every week, but I don't, I don't think I've ever walked away from a small group 
like feeling discouraged. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's something that small group has done for me. Um, I'd say small group for me, it's definitely impacted me in a good way. Um, like Derek said, I don't think there's ever a time when we walk away feeling discouraged. If anything, it's like we show up maybe feeling a little discouraged some weeks, but walk away feeling very encouraged and always end up having good conversations about what we're talking about. Um, we really love the group that we're a part of, and I feel like... Um, being a part of a small church has really helped us feel like connected with the church yeah. in general because being new to a church, you don't really know how to get connected or where you kind of like fit in. But going to small church, yeah. like you said, we about have it every week, has really helped with that and it's helped um, us to get to know people really well. And yeah, so it's definitely been a good experience and something we're, we're very blessed to, uh, to be a part of. Yeah, and I would say too that just to let you guys know, um, Derek uh, helps co-lead ours, so I, I lead one week and then Derek, Derek leads the next week, and Derek's done, done a terrific job, but actually give the mic back to Derek real quick. See, I told you I didn't know where this was gonna go, <laughs> but, but like, would you say, that, like, I think you do a good job leading small church, I've told you that, right, okay. Um, if not, you, you do a good job. No, I know that I've told you. But, like, it's, I know for me, like, leading it now, too, is it's really not that hard to lead it, is it? I mean, I know you put in prep. I know you do, yeah. you do stuff. But, like, just with the group, yeah. it's pretty easy to lead, it, isn't it's, it? It's really, like, for me, it was more of, like, you asked me to lead, and at first I was very kind of hesitant. You were nervous. I yeah. was very nervous. Yeah. And the group knew that I was nervous. Yeah. But um, I think like Eric just, what Eric did for me was he, he asked me to do it and it gave me the confidence to do it too. Um, but like with a small group like that, it's always easier to lead out with that because yeah. you know they have grace for you if you yeah. mess up. Well, and like when you said, and when, and when we come together like Liam, like there's so many, well, let me ask you this. Have there been nights when you haven't felt like coming to small church? Don't lie. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, well, that's good, because me too, because I think everybody, I bet if we go around, like, everybody would have those nights. But that's the thing, is when you're just committed to going, you get something from it, from the good news that everybody else has. And, and it's just, um, and I don't want to get, man, we, we got to hear from these guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to hijack <laughs> this way too early, and we're never going to get around. But one of the things I just want to point out, guys, is like, it's, like, on the nights where I've come and I haven't felt like going, and I felt discouraged, and then I go and I leave encouraged. It's not, very rarely is it ever because Derek breaks something out of the word that I've just never heard before. It's because there's other people that are speaking to me truths that I already know, but there is a power in hearing it from somebody else. This is where the Bible says we are to speak the truth to one another in love. And a lot of times that verse is taken out of context or it's kind of misapplied, misused, where it's like, you know, oh, I just got to speak the truth in love. And Derek, I just want to tell you that, you know, your, your shoes, they don't match your shirt today, you know, and I'm really disappointed in you and try to do better. No, speaking the truth in love is speaking the truth about, in the context that's in Ephesians 4, is speaking the truth about what Christ has done for us. And man, I don't care. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. Like, I prepare a sermon every single week, and my soul still, every single week, needs to hear somebody else 
tell me that Jesus loves me. I need that. And I guarantee that each one of you needs that uh, as well, whether you realize it or not. Okay, let's go on. Sorry, I'm, we go on aside already. Sarah. Yes. How are you? Good. Okay. I'm great up here. Thanks for, thanks for doing this. I appreciate <laughs> it. For me, um, small church is something about God redeeming something in my life. Um, I grew up in a very large family, and um, so family get-togethers were about fun and chaos and a lot of talking, kids running around, and it was amazing, and I loved it. Um, and then as I got older, my immediate family, as we grew and we got married and had kids, it was the same thing. It was, you know, we got together, and it was um, fun and chaotic, and I loved it, and I felt like I belonged. Um, and then about 10 years ago, my mom passed away. And um, that really fractured my family. Mm. And we all kind of went different directions. My siblings moved thousands of miles away. And we no longer had that family unit anymore. And so fast forward a few years, we started attending uh, Mercy Hill. And when we started, we committed to getting involved. And one of the things we um, committed to was small church. And it was definitely outside my comfort zone. I am an introvert, and so to like put me in a group with a bunch of people I didn't really know uh, was very uncomfortable. But um, as we got to know them and spend time with them, um, I feel like God used these people to redeem that family unit in my life. So there's all sorts of people there. There's singles, there's married, there's um, young people, there's older people. Um, Define old. How old is old? Well, you walked into that one. I, I'm just kidding. I, we're one of the older <laughs> ones, but there there is some people that are older. Um, but um, but it's it's fun. It's chaotic. There's kids running around. They're they're playing. There's diapers being changed in the middle of the the small group. Um, yeah. But again, I love it, and um, it gave us a place. It gave me a place to feel like I belonged. So no longer were we coming into a church sitting down, maybe shaking a hand or two when they yeah. were told to, um, and then immediately leaving. We now come in and we have a place to belong and talk to people and know people and shake some hands and hug some necks and it's just a place of belonging. So if that's something that um, you're missing in your life or even if you have a large family unit, you're happy with that, it's definitely something that is a great value of me here. That's awesome, sir. Thank you. So as far as... Uh small group uh, what it's done for me is uh, we we do a lot of outreach and uh, that really uh, affected me a lot I really never got really all that involved in church that much until um, till we decided that we were actually going to get committed into one um, where we thought we'd feel really comfortable with and and uh, that really helped me just just being able to go out and thinking I can go out and help others uh, just even talking with people as far as uh, not knowing as much as they did, thinking people that has the same questions or has uh, same, uh, I don't know, same questions that I would have. You, you would think somebody knows more than I do or, or less than me that I may be able to help. I mean, it, it really just um, helped me get through a lot this year. So uh, I really like the outreach program yeah. and I, I'm excited about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, Eric. Matt, talk a little bit, just to piggyback, just expand a little bit on, like, one of the things we're doing, it, we, our small churches have always done this kind of naturally, but that we're really pushing for in the next year is for, we're still going to get together and do what we do, but also 
get really every small church kind of adopting a mission. It doesn't have to just be one thing, but where we're doing something on mission together. Just follow up with that a little bit, Matt. Talk about what some of the stuff you guys have done. Yeah, yours. I mean, um, you know, well, we could even talk about your small church. Uh, I know some of your guys has delivered a uh, washer uh, to a, to a, a family that was in the need. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a we had a, a family in the community that had a had a fire in their in their um, kitchen and needed a needed a stove. And I just put out. I, it came to my attention, and I was like, well, I'm just going to throw it out on the text chain for our small church. And, I mean, just overwhelming response, and uh, I think it was Isaiah that, that ended up getting a stove, and uh, we delivered it, like, the next night to them. And uh, so that's just a small example. There's some other things that we've done for other families that, that have been in need in our community. And um, so it's it's been such a privilege. It's such a privilege to be able to to uh, be part of a small church, and, and really, um, one word kind of sums it up, it's family, and it's a healthy family. Because um, sometimes when you say family, there isn't always, uh, you know, uh, good fuzzy feelings with that, sometimes depending on what kind of family you came from, but, um, you know, our, I believe our small church is such a, 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 a family, but it's a healthy family. Um, where we can grow together, where we can share, just like what Sarah was talking about, but then also um, on point with mission, how, how can we love people in the community like Jesus has loved us? Yep. And that's really something that's been driving us for the last year in our small church is just wanting to do, to show love to people. And um, mainly that's just helping with needs, but you know, it's also sharing the gospel with people and, 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 and uh, sharing them, telling them about Jesus. And uh, you know, so I, I've been so encouraged in our small church to see the growth that has come from so many people in our small church, but also um, just that just that attitude. We're not we're not having to go around and and point a gun at somebody and say, okay, you got to give so much money so we can go help this family. I throw a need out that I find out about, and they're just like, what can we do? You know, what 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 can we do? And 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 there's just the eagerness to share. Jesus with people and yeah. sometimes that's physical and sometimes that's just you know sharing the gospel with people but yeah. um, just just sharing love with people that that's what really I love about our small church yeah Matt how would you say it's because I don't know, I'm kind of setting you up here because I'm making an assumption that you'll give the right answer but how would you say it's better doing mission together in community with a group than it is just trying to do it by yourself Oh, it's so much better. I mean, why? Why? Um, if you're trying to do it by yourself, uh, you know, if you try to do the Lone Ranger. By the way, the Lone Ranger had a partner. <laughs> you know, he had a he Tonto. had a horse, silver Tano, uh, his Indian <laughs> companion, and and you know, Tano had a horse scout. But uh, I mean, so Lone Ranger didn't even wasn't even alone. Uh, and, and if you're trying to do something alone in the community or trying to be on point with mission, now obviously. You know, the Holy Spirit can talk to you and say, "Okay, you need to share the, share, you know, your love, you know, love with your neighbor, or you know, this person's in need. I, I can do that." But, but there's something about when we rally together, it encourages me more than anything to see somebody with the same passion yeah. that I have become very passionate about helping somebody, somebody they don't even know. Yeah, that is so awesome. Yeah. It is so awesome. I mean, I, I've seen these guys, you know, take a, a Saturday morning out of their out of their, you know, family time and, and schedule, you know, you know, probably some work that they could have done making some money, and they dropped everything to go help a family that that was uh, the trailer was in pretty bad shape. And 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 just seeing that, seeing that rally, 
that encourages me, encourages my heart. Um, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it to have that, yeah. that community come together and to do a focus on that. Um, yeah. It's awesome. There, there is, is it fair to say that there is more joy in doing it together than there is in doing it by Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the joy is multiplied in doing Absolutely. it in community. You know, there's yeah. something about when we're working together, because um, we're sharing Jesus with each other at the, at the same time we're working. Yeah. And, and honestly, um, I don't have a lot of the skill sets that is needed in some of these areas. So like you got Alex and you got Joe and, 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 and some of these guys that know what they're doing. <laughs> so it's so much better to have somebody know what they're doing. Um, and I'm just along there for the ride, and okay, what do you want me to do? Okay, you want me to go grab that board? I can do that. Yeah. Uh, you know. If Matt volunteers to fix your house, <laughs> don't let him do it unless he brings his friends along. That know what <laughs> I just, I just want to add, I mean, even though that um, we went out and we, we did that job, there was, there was several of us that had no clue what we needed to do, and, and just being there and just being able to help somebody yeah. or, or just as much just picking up stuff after they were tearing out part of the roof or whatever it, it just made the job just go that much easier and and the camaraderie we had up there on the roof you know it's like don't step there don't step here you know, it was it, it was just a great time yeah. i mean it was a great fellowship just just being out there to be able to help these people and then just to see the joy on their face was just amazing so yeah. it was just it was awesome so. amen you know the other thing it does too is like have you guys ever come across somebody that has such a, a such a huge need Maybe something that and you're like, there's absolutely no way I can I can help with that. Um, when you have community, there's so many people that can come together and make small work of something huge. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Let's keep rolling just for the sake of time. That's all we can say. Connor. I'd have to say for me was just um, looking back uh, through the last several years. Most of the people in my small church I did not know um, three years ago. Um, and so just to, to, even now, like thinking, um, it's just like I've always known them. Um, and so when I really do stop and think about, you know, how that has come to come about, um, it just really, um, just really blesses me because I really appreciate everyone in my small church and just all the relationships that are there. Yeah. And I would say too about Conrad's, just real quick, is that, and we maybe don't have to go into a lot of this, but I guess just nod and say that this is true, that I'm not lying, but... Um, Conrad's, when we first started, Conrad's was very small, his small and, and his was small for, for a long time, and there was just like a couple or two or a few, a few, in, a, a few individuals. We started with one other couple and a single. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that was it. And I remember early on when we started, Conrad was like, kind of like, what, what, what do we do? Like, how do I, I kind of get more, you know, but like, but Conrad, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, we've never, we don't really we're not great at counting things, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Conrad's is now the largest small church. I mean, I know you're pretty, you're pretty close, but there's a lot, but I just know that Conrad's just faithfulness in him and Bobby just, you know, opening their home or wherever they were meeting and in just steadily doing it, like it has really grown, and it's just been awesome to see, you know, that, that group grow over the last couple of years and just how tightly knit together you are now, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. I love how many times family has already been mentioned because like regardless of whether or not you guys feel it, you are all part of the family of this church. And I feel like when you get into the small group setting, it, it amplifies that so much more. And one of the things I had to think of is when you're, when you're in a family, like a biological family, like you've got blood that unites you, but like you're not guaranteed that Jesus is the one uniting you. It's true. And so in a small church, you know that that's the focus. And like the things that can be frustrating in a family kind of don't really matter in a small church. 
And so you've got the, the benefit of people that love you and are encouraging you, but are also pointing you towards Jesus in every single situation, which is pretty incredible. Um, and that's meant a lot to me. It's just in some different things that I've come up that have come up in the last couple of years, um, knowing that I always have people that are not only encouraging me in whatever it is that is going on, um, they're praying for me, and like they're not going to just like once and done. Like Wednesday night, oh, we prayed, now we're done. Like they're going to check up on you, and they're going to find out how things are going. And I don't know. I guess as a single person, I can feel a little bit of the the <laughs> heaviness or awkwardness maybe of coming to a new church by yourself. It's just not fun. Like, it's not fun to show up in a brand new place where you don't know hardly anybody and fig- try to figure out, like, where do I go from here? How do I get to know people? Um, and small church has kind of filled that, filled that for me anyway. It's given me a place, like people were saying, a place to belong and people that know me, not just say hi on Sunday mornings, but, like, they know the things that are going on in my life. And the other thing that I love so much about it is we've talked, you touched about it on it a little bit, I think, but that studying scripture is good on your own, but it's so much better when you're doing it with other people. And just getting to do that, I mean, pretty much every single week that we meet, we're going through a chapter of some, in one book or another. I mean, we've been in Revelations for a little while now, but (laughs) it's it's so good. Like, it's good to have other people going through that. And can I keep going? There's another thing that I love so much is that they don't um, do the groups here necessarily by demographics. So like, single people have value and are great, but I don't want to be in a group with just single people because it's kind of focused on one thing. It is, can be the main focus anyway. Yeah. And so I love how what it brings to it that we have people at all stages of life in our small group um, because everybody's life has value and there's people that have wisdom that I don't have and like I can impart wisdom to other people and there's just, there's this kind of camaraderie that comes along with a small church when you have people that are at different stages of their lives. Um, and just a wider focus on, on what we're able to bring to the table and, and also how we're able to point people back to Jesus because of situations that we've been through or things that we've seen um, and all of that. Yeah, no, that's awesome, Ashley. And I, I appreciate you mentioned that, Ashley, Ashley just about um, you know, being single and coming to ours because ours did have a lot of several couples in it mm-hmm. when, when we started. But, and I just want to, again, just highlight what Ashley said, that we're not opposed to there being... Um, some similarity in the season of life that you're in or uh, whatever within the small church, that's naturally gonna happen. But we don't want to build them around a demographic because again, there's, there's beauty and there's power um, in diversity. And uh, I know for me, I just appreciate Ashley's willingness from the beginning just to, just to come and her commitment to come uh, every week. And she's just become uh, a dear friend, you know, to me and Hannah and, to, and to al- also to many. And uh, yeah, so appreciate that. Well, for me, um, a small church has just been a huge blessing. Um, just, I mean, kind of like the others shared, when we, we haven't been coming to Mercy Hill for that long, but, um, I mean, I didn't know most of the people here for, I don't know, what, two, three years ago? And it feels like, you know, kind of what everybody else is sharing, it feels like, you know, you guys are, and we were just talking about it last night, it feels like we have a third family. Because um, we can... You know, when we get together, we can share, uh, you know, the stuff that's going through, uh, that we're going through throughout the week. And, you know, a lot of stuff that we discuss, you know, somebody else is maybe going through the same thing. And it just helps, I don't know, it it helps us to just deal with stuff a little better. And, um, you know, as we study the scriptures, um, I feel like um, 
you know, you get a different perspective. As you're reading through the scriptures, you get, as the discussion goes through, you know, di people have different views on the scripture, and you get to discuss it, and I don't know, it's just really good to, to I don't know, I, I just really enjoy the way that we, that we do our uh, scripture reading and stuff and discuss it, so, yeah, that's all. Um, so there's been quite a few that talked about this, but um, the word that came to mind when Eric asked us, you know, about small church um, is family. And um, yeah, especially around the holidays, I've been thinking about it a lot because I personally don't enjoy the holidays. I, I just simply don't. Um, so, and our small church has just been wonderful this time of year. Actually, Thanksgiving, we had quite a few of them at our house for Thanksgiving. And it was probably the most relaxing Thanksgiving I've ever had. Um, and I just, we love hanging out with them. We love getting to know them. The first time we walked into small church, we didn't know anybody except maybe Matt, kind of. Um, but, you know, we walked in and there was just diversity. Like, we all grew up in different different areas, different places. We have different backgrounds. And yeah, it's just Christ connects us. There's that connection um, where we're all part of the body of Christ. And it just brought us together. And there's so much to learn from each person. I loved what Ashley said about not everybody being in the same stage of life. There's so much we can learn from the older ones in our group. And yeah, there's stuff that we can give to the younger ones. So I love the <coughs> diversity. I love, yeah, we just love it. Yeah, and I want to, okay, let's just keep going. I have something I want to follow up with on that, but I want to get to Tracy and Matt here, and then we'll, I'll pop back. Go. Well, I came to Conrad's small group at a time when, wow, I said I wasn't going to do this um, when I really needed my church family. Um, they walk through me with my diagnosis and the divorce that I'm going through. But above all, they just loved me. They just um, accepted me. They reached out to me um, at a time when I was in a very, very dark place and they wouldn't let me stay there. Um, the small church just spurs you on, like it talks about in Hebrews, it just, it just spurs you on to to go deeper and to learn more. Um, Matt is a huge question asker in our small group and um, I just, I never realized what I was missing having led the youth for so many years, what I was missing in my own personal walk of just, you know, going deeper and, and having those questions asked. I don't lack for a ride to my chemo. Um, they follow up with me every week to make sure that um, that I'm taken care of. Um, Mercy Hill Church is a beautiful place to attend, and there's beautiful people here that take care of each other. But until you get involved in a small church, you don't understand how much they truly do love you. Yeah. Um, you know, accepting Lexi and I as like part of a family. Um, when our family was falling apart. Um, it's okay. 
It's okay, Tracy. Appreciate it. This small church saved my life at a time when I was very dark, and I don't know that I've ever thanked them for that. But they literally saved my life. And I am so thankful for that closeness and that bond and the prayers, people reaching out to me every day when they didn't even know what was going on in my heart. They just knew that they followed through. And a big church can't do that all the time. They just don't understand the the deepness of those needs. But my small church knew, and they just followed through, and they just reached out, and they just loved on me and Lexi. And... And that just meant so much to me. And I, I don't, you know, I don't know how I would have ever gotten through the last year without these people in my life. Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you, Tracy. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I guess uh, for myself, I wasn't quite sure what to say. But uh, the, the one thing I would like to say about community is Communities always have a goal, and they will always either build or they will destroy. It's one or the other. You look throughout history, every movement that there was community behind, they either built or they destroyed. And the one thing that I really like about our small church is we do have the ability to, you know, go out and help people. Um, We don't have to wait on, I mean, not, not trying to call big church a bureaucracy, but we don't have to wait for red tape or anything like that. We just... I'm the bureaucrat. <laughs> we shoot out a text and, you know, there, we know that we can help people. And we also know that um, when we are in a stage in our life where we need help, we know that somebody has our back. Yeah. And we have, I mean, I'm blessed with uh, great families on both my wife's side and, and my side. And so it's not like we have any dysfunctional family that we needed a third one, but we really needed a third family. Yeah. And that really is what our small church has become for us. Um, from, you know, when we started attending here, it was, it was great. I loved it. Um, but my wife really had to push me to join small church. Um, I was afraid it would expose my own ignorance on, you know, theology or understanding the Bible and so forth. But, Um, being able to just get together and talk with people and ask questions like Tracy said. um, I mean, we've talked. (laughs) All I need to say is predestination, and she'll start laughing because we've we've gone around (laughs) the bush on that one quite a bit. Um, But it's it's so refreshing. There are many times where you don't feel like going, but you always leave refreshed. And I would encourage anyone here, if you've been attending for any amount of time, and you haven't taken that step, you really don't know what you're missing. And so I'd really encourage you to do yeah. that. Uh, it's just, it's a real blessing yeah. and uh, yeah. That's a good place. That, that ended well, Matt, with that because here's what I, I wanna follow up with and maybe we'll get a few more comments and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. But, um, but I wanna talk a little bit about how I've said, what I've said this morning, the big idea at the beginning was that the gospel by nature creates community, or the good news tends to create community, and, and, and that's true. However, I don't want to be overly simplistic in it, because I know for each one of these guys, there's been a commitment to it, 
So like, it's kind of like the gospel, the good news, is like the spark, the spark plug. But then there's an engine of, I don't know, or I don't know, I'm trying to make up this metaphor on the fly here, but what that is, the fuel or whatever, that to be committed to it, that if you're not committed to it, meaning if you don't ever show up, if you don't, aren't consistent in coming, you're not going to experience the blessing that you see that many of these guys have had. Like I'm thinking about Joe and Tanya, and Joe and Tanya, we've actually, we've talked about you behind your back in our elders meeting. It's confession and transparency time. No, but just how like when you guys came, like you were just like, boom, you just came to everything right away. And how like small church, I mean, when Zeke was born, I'm pretty sure you had him Saturday and you were in church on Sunday. I mean, it was just like, that's a little bit of an overstatement, but it's just like, like your, no, just your commitment to like be it stuff though, how we've appreciated that, not for just like, you know, more people coming to our stuff, because we've gotten to know you because of that. And like, like Ashley, the same way, like coming to our small churches, how did I get to know Ashley? She was there every week. She was there every week. And there's a blessing um, in being, so the Bible says faith without works is dead. And so sometimes that work of faith that you need to do to express your faith, and again, all of the Christian life is one of faith from first to last, is that you're just committed and you just show up. And I'm telling you that over time, though, like ours, I, I mean, when in the first year, I wish Zach and Katie, um, they, they couldn't be here today, I'd have them up here too, they, they host ours, and that's been a great blessing to just solidifying our group, but in the first year, like, I'm not going to lie, like, there were some, there were some, like, there's some awkward meetings, like, when you're first getting to know people, you know, it's like, eh, that was, that was okay tonight, but you show up again the next week, and now, like, five years in, and it, but it's been like this for a while, it's like, we show up, and like for Derek and I to lead, I feel like, hey, how you guys doing? And you know, and we just and we just talk. But it's not just it's not just surfacey stuff. But we but we didn't start there. We got there now through just commitment to being there. Would you guys Would you guys agree with that? One thing I would like to say, um, you know, we do have great small groups, small churches. Sorry. Um, one of the hesitations that I had was breaking into a pre-existing small community yeah. and feeling like we would be the new people there that are just disrupting. And we never felt that once. So if you have any bit of that fear, don't worry about it. Just join into the chaos. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And I, well, I appreciate you saying that, Matt. And again, this is deeply, this is not just practical, but it's deeply theological, is that we serve a God who, mystery upon mystery, but the Trinity, his Father, Son, they are Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are three, and they are separate, yet they, were, they are also totally one. And they had perfect fellowship within themselves throughout all of eternity past, doing whatever awesome things they were doing. And they didn't, I talked about this a couple weeks ago in a sermon, but like, they didn't create us because they were lonely. They had perfect fellowship within themselves forever in eternity past, and they expanded the circle. And they brought us into their life and their joy that they had. And our small churches, um, again, they will never be closed groups. Uh, they may at times, we, I think we're all at a place where we kind of have to split some because we need to create more room because that's what we're committed to doing because that is a reflection of the gospel is that we constantly want to be creating room for more people to come in because that's God's heart. God died to create a family. Um, and so there always needs to be room functionally. And I think that for many people, and I, we don't need to go down this rabbit trail too much, but I bet that if we went around, most of us have had bad small group 
or small church experiences where it became a click or maybe it just became a little, you know, kind of holy huddle and maybe even a gossip session, you know, on the far, you know, extreme end. That's not what we're doing. We're not saying that we're above that. We're not saying that we couldn't fall into that temptation, but that's not what we're about. Because again, if we keep the gospel of Jesus Christ central, um, we should continually be expanding. Ash, would you have something? I hope this isn't out of place and like, please hear my heart on this, but I, I know that I've seen it in my own heart that like, sometimes it's easy with our, our, I don't know, human nature or something to think that church needs to come get us. Like they mm. need to come and like pull us aside and be like, hey, you need to come. And like, like we want to do that. Like I've, I've invited people to our small church and like that's part of what we want to do. But there's also a place where we need to be, if we want more with Jesus and with our church family, like we need to be willing to do the uncomfortable thing sometimes and just do the showing up. Like yeah. talk to you, I mean, they make themselves so accessible, the elders do, as far as like getting into a group or something. But if you're not in something and what's been holding you back is feeling like, well, I don't know if they, they're gonna want me there. Or even if they think, if you think it might not be a good fit or whatever, there, I don't think there's any like strict, like you come once, you gotta stick there. Like <laughs> you can try out different churches and stuff, but just know that like we want you there. Like as yeah. far as me personally, like I want to get to know people here in our church. I don't get to do that on a Sunday morning because there's enough of us that it's hard to get around. Um, and so like, just hear that, like you are wanted in small group. Yeah. whatever that looks like and wherever you're at in your life like there's not a situation that's too messy or a person that's too unsociable or anything like you are wanted in a small church yeah amen no thanks ashley i boy i'm ready to preach after that one yeah that um guys just think about any other com any other relationship in your life that is valuable or that is helpful fruitful um precious to you now uh for those of us that are married um, you know, hopefully our, our spouse is that, is, is one of those relationships. Um, guys, at some point, you had to pop the question, did you not? Like at some point, you, you got to take the plunge. You got to ask her on the first date. You got to get on your knee and say, will you marry? Like you have to make that commitment. And just to follow up what Ashley's saying is like, yeah, like guys, at some point, um, believe me, as a pastor, we talk all the time in our elders' meetings about everything we can do to grease the rails, to make it easy, to transition for people into small church. But here, here's the bottom line. At some point, and we're totally open to suggestions and trying to do better. Like, I'm very serious. Like, let us know what could be helpful. But at some point, you have to commit. And I can't do that for you. Nobody can. You have to commit to being in community because you see it in God's word and because in the end, it's for your good and for your sanctification and to make you more like Jesus. Um, that's what I would say about, again, just in our small church, maybe we can just wrap up here unless anybody has anything else, but um, my small church has helped me become more like Jesus. Um, I'm still very much not like Jesus <laughs> in, in, a lot, in a lot of ways, but, but I'm thankful for him and uh, they've helped me tremendously. So. Anybody else got anything? Going once, going twice? Okay, let's be done. Can we give these guys a hand? Being up here. You guys can head down. Worship team, worship team, you can come up. And we'll begin to close.